Welcome into Smooth Operators with your hosts, Noah, Griggs, and Ben, going through the world of Formula One. If you want to interact with the show today, you can tweet at us at Noah underscore Phillips, at Junior underscore McClurkin, and at the Griggs B. It's time for the green flag, and it's lights out, and away we go. And welcome into Smooth Operators. It is Cinco de Mayo. It is the last day of finals for all those that are Auburn students out there. And folks, we're going to break down this Baku Grand Prix, talk about the Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez drama that we may be making up. And we're going to preview this weekend's race over in Miami. Griggs, Ben, the real stars of the show. How are you guys doing today? We ain't talking about <laughs> real stars of the show. That's Noah Phillips. You flatter oh. me. Noah Phillips, Ben McClurk, and Greg Splink. We're back here again one final time in person for the summer of Smooth Operators. If you want to just talk about what we're going to do this summer first, like in each segment, Noah, first? That is probably the best idea. So we're going to reiterate this about four times during the show, but what we are going to do this summer is, I said about on the Twitter, if you have not followed our Twitter yet, go ahead and do that if you want to. SMOP Podcast on Twitter if you feel so inclined. All the news for what we're going to do in the summer will be there, but... Nonetheless, this summer, what we are going to do to continue doing the show, since a lot of Formula One's races happen over while we are gone for summer break, we are going to do a live YouTube show. We believe we are going to do it on Sundays. We've timed TBD, follow the, uh, the Twitter, if you feel so inclined to find out when. We're going to do that on the Weagle YouTube, and then what is going to happen after that is we are going to upload to Transistor to your favorite podcast platform for you to listen like you normally do to the show. And then what is going to happen is we are going to re-air the show through the Weagle Studio uh, broadcasting software at the same time. So if you missed any of the live show and you want to still listen to it on your radio, we'll be right here, 1 p.m. Central Time still. So I think that's the plan. Noah, did I say everything correctly so far? I think you did, yes. I think we did. So we're going to read that during the show, but once again, we will let you know. Follow the Twitter at SMOP Podcast or our personals that Ben says in the intro to figure out what's going on this summer. We'll be sure to keep you all posted. Ben does forget there is a 64 in my username. But Noah is tagged in almost every SMOP exactly. podcast post, so that is yep. correct. All's well that ends well. Um, sorry for messing up your Twitter in the intro. I think it's been about eight months since <laughs> we've addressed well, that. Well, we got to keep it in there now. It's too yeah, much it's, of a joke. It's too in. Yeah, but it's okay. Uh, we have little internal jokes. Speaking of internals, there might be some internal conflict at Red Bull. We're talking about But are we just drumming that up? We'll get to that later. Yes. You're right. So um, what happened was this weekend was the Formula One Azerbaijan Grand Prix in Baku uh, in Azerbaijan, so the Baku City Circuit in Baku. Sergio Perez, as one Philip Griggs Blankenberg predicted, wins the race, finishing P1. Thank you, Ben. Slow clap. Thank you. Uh, Perez wins the race with a time of 132.42.436, gets 25 points. His teammate Max Verstappen finishes second with a uh, 2.137 seconds behind, and then they finish 21 seconds ahead of Charles Leclerc and 22 seconds ahead of Fernando Alonso. So Charles Leclerc secures his first podium of the season as the month over break is over. And now the two Red Bulls are separated by, I believe, seven points. That's correct, with Sergio Perez currently in the lead with half the wins that Max Verstappen, as Max Verstappen. I mean, like four races, four win, two wins split between but them. It has and been four one, Red Bull so far. <clears throat> it has been four Red Bull victories in the race. Sergio Perez has technically won one more race than Max Verstappen in the sprint, which was largely a boring affair, in my opinion. As the whole week was pretty boring. Not gonna yeah. Um, the, the, the sprint race and shootout qualifying made it a little bit better, but I think just, you know, street track behavior as as per the usual for for the racing as a whole. But it was nice. It was nice to just not have to deal with that FP three on Saturday morning. That was those are always incredibly boring because it's just you know, they've they've pretty much found the setup at that point. It was kinda nice to just have um uh racing right in Right at, right off the bat. Um, another thing, the drivers said that they hoped that they could eliminate three day race or a three day race weekend altogether. Some of the drivers in the paddock saying that, according to the race dot com, um, just hoping to shorten up the weekend a little bit and have a practice session before and after shootout, and then and then have another practice on Saturday after the shootout and after qualifying. I know Max said he didn't he did not want any more sprint races after. What happened between him and uh, George Russell, where George Russell 
Gave him a nice little dent in his side pod. Yeah, a little love tap. I, he yeah. still finishes ahead of him, but... Max Verstappen then proceeded to call George Russell a name that we cannot repeat on air, but I will say... It was not nice. It was not nice, and it was also not really deserved. That's just racing, man. If you if you stick it down the outside, and George is clearly ahead, you know he he's hoping that you're going to yield. You're going to hope that he's going to yield. And if neither of you do on cold brakes and cold tires, that's just how it is. Um, it wasn't even the real race either. No, and it was just I think I think it was just an adrenaline thing. I don't think it's unacceptable to say what he said, but we're not going to say what he said. Yeah, we're not going to say what he said. But I also think that. Um, you know, it's just a part of it. And Max is in his right to respond the way he did. I it's, think George is in his right to respond the way he did. It's just an incident. That it happens. is just an incident. That happens on the track. So after that one, Max Verstappen still holds the lead by, hold on, math hard. Uh, he's ahead of uh, Sergio Perez by six points. Is he? Fernando Alonso at 60. Now both Ferraris oh, are right. back into the mix where Ferrari is now up into fourth place of the team championship as they still were. They're now... Uh, 14 points behind Mercedes, but no, it still looked like a good bounce-back weekend for the boys in red with Charles Leclerc securing his first podium of the season. It did, and he's going to secure many more <laughs> as long as that car keeps firing the way it is and we keep the car on track instead of in the pits for stupid reasons. Um, I, I think I wanted a little bit more out of Baku just because... Yeah, me too, because it's been, it's been three or four weeks without yeah, racing. It if had. They, if Max hadn't messed up that safety car strategy, we could have seen him behind Perez with the fighting chance coming out of the pits. But, you know, that's the way it goes. I, I think for, for to speak to Ferrari, you know, it, it I'm not going to say like, oh, they're coming roaring back. You know, they're going to be a title contender because I'm a rational person and not a Ferrari fan. But it's kind of a return to the way that things should be over at Ferrari right now. Um, if you notice, like, Leclerc in the podium celebration and even just getting out of the car, he wasn't, like, jumping around or overly excited. He was super stoked with his pole, and I think we'll get to that in a second. But he was, um, you know, just kind of, you know, expecting the result that he got and wasn't overly excited or disappointed either way. I think he was just fine. It was kind of just the way it is. I'm surprised we only had uh, two not finished with uh, Granu and Nick DeVries. Uh, this is normally a track that gives way to crashes and engine failures a lot more. Only two not being able to finish across uh, the finish line. It's kind of remarkable for a Baku race, especially with it not only being a street circuit, but being a place where engines sort of go to die if you're a Ferrari fan. I Yeah, just <clears throat> that is especially what happened last year where Leclerc was out in front by a large margin. His engine decides to break down. So, But... That's going to be what's important is just keeping uh, Fernando Alonso off that podium, trying to push him down as much as he can. Yes, he got a three-point swing on him because of that, but it's just because these top three teams now, it looks like it could be a, potentially a battle now, depending on how these next couple races uh, where it would be being going Miami, then Imola, then um, uh, uh, sorry, uh, then Monaco. So that could be a big three-swing races for Ferrari because right now it's – it's Red Bull's got a pretty decent lead right now. They're up by 93 points on Aston Martin, and uh, for uh, Mercedes, the uh, Mercedes or sorry, Aston Martin Aramco Mercedes. That Mercedes throwing, putting Mercedes at the end. I know it's their engine manufacturer, but it kind of throws me off a little bit there. Um, Do you read right to left? No. Then why would that throw you off? Because I just end. saw Mercedes when I'm looking for because my screen is right here, Ben, and I'm oh, looking at the oh, mic he, some too. He's scanning. Comes, he's not. He's not giving yeah. his total attention to Well, because I have the practice session up, too. P1, uh, free practice one's up right now. But Mercedes is down uh, behind um, Aston Martin by 11 points right now, and then Ferrari is down by math uh, 25 points on Aston Martin. So, again, a lot of different things could happen. They could find a way to get back into contention. But, yeah, that that uh, Baku Grand Prix just wasn't really just – wasn't what I'd be hoping for after all that those weeks behind. Because in the past, we, Baku's been – had some moments of pure chaos. I mean, the multi-21 meltdown, uh, Verstappen and Ricardo coming together and colliding into the first turn, uh, the human error that caused Lewis Hamilton his eighth world world championship. That's People forget that. The button. The button. The button. And, hey, no Paul Garesta this week. That's That was a good moment. I was able to fall back asleep because I didn't hear Paul Garesta. So. By the way, multi-21 was at Malaysia. I thought it was – oh, I guess I'm wrong then. I remember seeing that in a Rocket Power Mohawk video. It had the – oh, they're talking about Daniel Carter right now. R RPM's not exactly the most reliable source. Yeah, I know. He's yeah. just – he's there for the humor. He's there for the laughs. Um, 
over here at the Smear the Operators podcast, we ascribe to a more serious form of journalism. Yes, we totally do, Ben. Yeah, that's yes, why, totally. me, why me and uh, Noah have our trophy in here right now. We do. Yeah. Our okay. trophy that is that it, smaller than my big toe. Um, but, Holy cow, your big toe is like four inches. Yeah, dog, it got smashed by Campbell's uh, soup one time when I was like six, and it expanded. But what I was going to um, – what kind of what Ben was saying, like it used to, I wasn't know who said only two drivers didn't finish, where – my prediction's so close to happening where I just want a race where all 20 finish. Yeah. there's. It's happened. It's happened. It's but I, happened. Just, I want one to happen because it's not happening in a couple of years. But I don't know. So, but going into this week, I mean, some good performances. I mean, um, McLaren got a car in the points again. Um, somehow. Some, <laughs> somehow, yeah. some way. I mean, it still was dragging behind the Alpha Tauri, which in you, and of itself. Sonoda scored point. a point? Yes, he did. Trying to uh, earn a been, contract. Yuki's done very well this season. I, I mean, we have been we have been talking hard about him, but he had a very well put together weekend uh, at Baku. Um, some things haven't gone his way. Yeah, we'll just say that. But yeah, I mean, again, you're right. This is his contract year, so he needs to yeah. perform. Yeah. Um, also, the last two people who have not scored a point yet are Logan Sargent, the Fort Lauderdale boy for Williams Mercedes, and then Nick DeFries, who scored points last year in his F1 debut in a Williams has yet to score in the Alpha Tauri. So which one do you guys think will score points first, if at all? I think Logan's got the pace. He's got it coming. Um, you know, he qualified. He made it into Q2, but then uh, at his crash at the end of Q1 required him to start from the pit lane for the race and for the sprint race, so he was he was very much to do those points and was, um, I would say, properly snubbed from from a chance by his own mistake. Um, but you know he's a rookie. Every rookie makes mistakes, and you're allowed. I think I think a season driver is allowed one big mistake a season. I think rookies are allowed three, and he's he's well within his mistake limit. I think. Um, yeah, my opinion is more in favor of Logan Sargent right now. And maybe that's because I'm an American and I like America. God bless America. We're not we're not we're not an unbiased when it comes to the red white the boys in the red white and blue. God bless Logan Sargent. Um <laughs> but but yeah, I think I think DeVries has had you know, again, just some bad luck that has kept him out of the points. So it's it's really anyone's guess, but I would root for Logan Sargent to get points first. I'm also going to agree with Ben on this, but for a totally different reason. Have y'all ever been to Fort Lauderdale? I have not, no. I've not. I've only been to Florida once or yeah, twice. I well, you not. should change that. You should also change that. I've Fort, gone to West Palm, though. Fort Lauderdale. Uh, that's some rich people place, it sounds like. Fort Lauderdale is a great place to be. It's got a lot of sun and sand and ocean and all that, and they grow some tough boys down there. Hmm. They grow some great athletic kids and this athletic kid is probably going to score a point at some time this season, despite being in a Williams car that is nowhere near as slow as when George Russell was there, but it still hasn't reached the apex of what I think me and Ben think that Williams car could be. I'm going yeah. with Logan Sarge, but unlike Nick DeVries, we're going to take a quick break and go to commercial. When we come back, we're talking about the two Red Bull boys, both trying to battle for that P1 in the Drivers' Championship. Who's going to come out on top? We'll give our analysis after the break. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome in. We are back. I'm going to get right into it. Smooth Operators Podcast. Smooth Operators Podcast. I'm your good friend, Ben McClurk, and joined alongside me are Griggs Blinkenberg and Noah Phillips. No guests today, so no more intro time. Um, and what we're reiterating, uh, live shows are going to be on Sunday on our weekly YouTube. The link yes. will be in the podcast description after the show. Are we allowed to post it to the Smooth Operators YouTube as well? We don't have one of those. Well, Potentially, don't look at me, potentially after, this, potentially after this summer, because we got to yeah. do Weagle stuff. But anyway, yes, correct. Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez, Ben. Yeah, so currently there are four points separating the two of them. Six. 87. 93 minus 87. Yes, six. Sorry, I did not see. It looks like a one <laughs> because your three. numbers are so tiny. Gosh, now I, know why, now I know why he called Aston Martin well, I have Mercedes, to, because the numbers right are so small because he's in split-screen mode. Yeah, the whole reason why you're sitting over currently here. Currently streaming FP1. Along with, he's got the driver standing. So, yes, yeah, six points separating the two of them. Is it going to be a fight? Is it going to be uh, Lewis Hamilton, Nico 
Rosberg situation where, you know, their relationship falls apart as they get closer and closer to beating each other? Or is it just Perez has had a good couple races and Verstappen has had some less good races? Here's my thoughts around that. I mean, again, Checo has been called the king of the street circuits. I mean, he's been overstated. Been overstated, but however, he has won on both street circuits that we've raced on this year. Fact or fiction? That is fact. That is a fact. Max has done well on the Max more... also started uh, in 18th so, or 12th. So uh... In Saudi, yeah. But yeah. Mm. no, he started in 18th, I thought. Yeah, it was 18th. You're right. He almost won too. Anyway, so with that, I mean, you're <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, but here's the thing, though. Two things can, two things, two different races go his way in these next couple where if Max gets a DNF and Perez finishes at the top or second. That's a big that's a big momentum changer. Yeah. And then Red Bull starts to have yes, Max is your number one driver, but then you have to make some decisions because again, neither of these guys are on their last year of their contract. They're both gonna be there next year. And so if you're you're in a good position if you're Red Bull where it's like, okay, we could try to wrap up the constructors as quickly as anyone's ever done it. But yeah. But the problem is with that is just these are two very competitive drivers. Max is much more outspoken than Sergio yeah, in that regard. But I mean, if it comes down to, like, I doubt it'll be another Abu Dhabi 2021 situation. No. I doubt that. They'll probably be wrapped up sooner than that. But, I mean, I still think Max is going to win. But, I mean, you can't deny the fact if Max gets a couple DNFs and Sergio Whoa. still earning points. I mean, six points isn't a lot. And then the you get 25 if you win. Uh, if you're And then, f- what is it, 25 if you win 18 for second? Yep. Yeah, so that's – hold on, what's math? That's seven-point difference, correct? Yes. So seven points adds up in the end. Current, so like Currently a 1-2 is separating so the two of them. If Perez wins and Max wins second this week without a fastest lap, then Perez is ahead. Or we could be tied if Verstappen it, gets fastest it, lap. It would be tied if Verstappen does get fastest lap, which I think is probably a more likely scenario, but we'll get into that with predictions. But, yeah, like, no, what are your thoughts? Like, look, like – Listen. I know that Verstappen's the number one, but like, if it comes down to like, if Checo has a couple like three or four races where he's still performing ahead of Max, I mean, then you got to get start making the tough calls. Where if it comes down to strategy situations with a couple laps left, what are you gonna do? Okay, well, first of all, none of us have access to Max Verstappen's contract, but true, I can true. guarantee you, with the way he is and the way we've seen his father act. Uh, I'm sure his mother probably acts mm. the same. He has some it. sort of clause in that contract that says he is the number one driver. And when it comes down to those decisions, Red Bull will not be able to go against that contract, that agreement that he is the number one driver. And there is no doubt in my head that they will make those decisions in favor of the guy that drives the number one race car. Honestly, don't even think it comes down to contract. He's just so much better. Oh, yeah. Like he's so yes. clearly defined as better than Perez. That is true, but then you also have to like go into the head of like Sergio Perez, where he's thinking, where he's a little older than Max. How old is he? Hold on. You also got to go in the mind of Red Bull's branding people. Sergio Perez. He's a great. Is a little bit better with the media. I feel like Max Verstappen's good, but I think Sergio just has that young, youngish charm. That Max Verstappen does not. Even though Max he's 33. Max Verstappen just looks like a machine. That's what I'm trying to say. That's but true. Here's the thing. If you're thinking in Sergio's head, like if it comes down to some decisions, like like Carlos Sainz made decisions last year at Silverstone, you're thinking in his head, he's like, this is the best chance I'm going to have. That is a fact. Fact or fiction? Fact. Fact. This is the best chance he's going to have to get become a world champion driver. I mean, he's 33. I mean, what's the av- I mean, most drivers are done by like what? Like late 30s, early 40s? Yeah, most people unless, are unless out you're Fernando. By, most people are out by 35. But uh, he's still got a lot. He's still got more left. Like he's not going to retire at like no. But and he's got another two years of contract. Too. He's still good. But the thing is, in your head, you mean think you're thinking like with the way it's come down this season. Like you have to be. He has to be thinking like I got a shot here. Like and if I don't take it, I'm gonna like because everyone, no one grows up wanting to be second. True, but I also think that Perez inherently knows that Max Verstappen would beat him in a straight fight on any on any circuit. Um and I think it's fair to to be the guy that acknowledges that he's not quicker. I mean from a from a racing perspective, if you're if a guy behind you is faster than you and you really don't stand a chance, you're obligated to let him through. But 
I mean, also naturally these guys are also competitors and they don't do that most of the time. Um, but I think at the end of the day, Perez is going to wind up being left behind sooner rather than later. And I agree with you on that. I mean, the, the I mean, I do agree with that. Like I mean, the two, the two instances he's won this year is like when Max started in like 18th yeah. in Saudi and then he missed barely, he barely missed time that safety car. Yeah. What? It ended up actually kind of working itself, but they just got Sergio out quicker. Yeah, but they did. In the, I mean, it wasn't his fault. I mean, that was a good call. I mean, Ferrari did it, and it would be bad. Sorry, mm-hmm. Noah. We had to throw Potentially, it Potentially. Um, but, yeah, so I still do think Max is going to win just because you're saying he's a, a, he's a lot better of a driver. I mean, he's they're going to central him as the main driver. It's just, I mean, if he just, again, Sergio's thing this week is he's been catching breaks. Yeah. And if he just keeps being able to do that and capitalizing off of these little things, then potentially get more interesting than people ever thought it would be. Yeah. And I mean, saying that Max Verstappen is a lot better is not saying that Perez isn't good. I'd say he's firmly the fifth best driver behind Alonzo, Hamilton, Leclerc, and Verstappen. But also, you know, he's just not, he's not on the level that Max Max is. is. Max is head and shoulders right now performing better than anybody else. Even, even though he's finished second in two of the races and Perez has won each of those, Verstappen has also won two of the races. Uh, even though their results are pretty much even, it's still Max's performances when he's in the lead. When he's in the lead, are just so much more convincing. It's just his car has let him down a couple times. Yeah, I think there are some extenuating circumstances. Red Bull understands that this sport needs drama, and it doesn't come from fake sprint races. It comes from the drivers competing out there and competing in the media. And Red Bull understands that, so they have been self-destructing Max Verstappen's car in order to produce this drama out on track so Sergio Perez can pass Max Verstappen in points. So podcasts like ours can speculate on this driver's championship. Very true. Very Put true. the tinfoil hats on, people. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm kidding. I'm kidding, folks. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, I do think – I said it already. Verstappen's going to win, I think. But, I mean, we've seen crazier things happen. I mean, again, if, like, a driver like Fernando catches a break and Max and Sergio both get a DNF, I mean, Sergio's two points behind Checo after this weekend. As my father would say, you never can tell. You never can. I mean, it's – Something that's going to take a whole season to figure out, even though Max Verstappen is definitely the better driver. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, and, I mean, it's kind of like a Hamilton-Rosberg thing. So are we pretty much confirming a Verstappen 1, uh, Sergio Perez P2 argument here, gentlemen, on this yeah. fine Cinco de Mayo in Auburn, Alabama? Yeah, I could get behind that. Now, real question is, who will finish P3 as y'all? P3. Man, that, that's going to be tough to call. Um, I mean, Alonso's performances this year have been exceptional. Um, you know, finishing third in three races is very exciting, um, just especially for what Aston Martin was last year. Um, can they keep that pace up throughout the season? Will they get outdeveloped by Ferrari, Mercedes? Um Maybe. I mean, that very well could happen. Um, but, I mean, the the points lead he has right now on on Carlos Sainz is 12, but I think Leclerc is going to come and jump that as well. So there's a good chance that we could see um, anyone. It's anyone's game. Lewis Hamilton could take it. George Russell could take it. Um, it's just too early to call for me, um, but I would be excited to see Alonzo. In, in that P3 at the end of the season. Yeah, I think – I mean, you can always – I mean, I still think Charles will come back and make it interesting. Yeah, but yeah I think he will. Especially with – I'm interested to see what Aston Martin's upgrades are throughout the season. Yeah, me too. Um, Mercedes is going to be coming out with a super upgrade at Imola. So, will, will we see Mercedes jump Aston Martin? I don't, I don't really know. The potential is there, though. They definitely have a shot. It's just if George Russell can finish his potential as being one of the great drivers in this sport. Because I think yeah. Lewis Hamilton will keep them 
pretty relevant in that third place spot. It's yeah. just if George Russell can jump the shark, so to speak, jump the shark <laughs> and be and be this great driver that he was touted as at Williams, not where he is right now, where he is just above great, where he's. I mean, he's still beating Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. But he's not like, oh, my goodness, this guy's going to be a future world champion exactly. at the moment. Exactly, yes. Yeah, that is going to do it for our section on Max and Checo. When we come back, it's finally time for our race preview of the United States Grand Prix in Miami. We'll get the full track analysis, what they've changed since last year, and how what we think is going to happen this weekend. So do not go anywhere. Second half of the show is coming up. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. USA, USA, that's right folks, we're going to be talking about the Miami track layout, ladies and gentlemen, probably, is there a Miami chant, probably should chant, uh, go Dolphins, there we go, because it's happening over there at Hard Rock that's Stadium, fins up. Yep. that's Fins Up, yeah, welcome to the, back to Smooth Operators, folks, before we <laughs> get into this, we want to remind you that coming up this summer, uh, because one of us is moving back to their homeland, we will be doing the live, this live on WEGL's YouTube channel. You can look up WEGL, and it will show up in the YouTube search It'll bar. also be in the description of today's show, the link to the YouTube. It will also be yep. in the uh, description of today's show. Link in the description. On whatever you get your podcast, if you want to listen to it after listening to this live show. Uh, this will also be re-uploaded here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Uh, we want to thank you again for listening because you're the reason we continue to do this. Yes, but let's get right into it. It's the Miami Grand Prix, the second running of the race. The Formula One Crypto.com Miami Grand Prix 2023, otherwise known as the United States. Um, they just call it United States, not the Miami Grand Prix anymore. Which is so stupid. Do they really? They have the circuit of the America. I mean, no, it's, still, the, it's still called the United States Grand Prix. And no, they call it the Miami Grand Prix. They call it the Miami Grand Prix, but the, the website says the United States. The, for the location. Yeah. But nonetheless, it is at the Miami International International Autodrome. The track has 19 corners, two DR, uh, hold on, three DRS zones, one along from 19 to 1, one from turn 9 to turn 11, and then the one that is, I think, the longest straight until this summer, until uh, this fall where we'll be in Las Vegas, from turn 16 to turn 17 where the DRS zone will be almost all the way that back straight. I think that's the longest straight now until we get to the strip. Yeah, and it's ginormous. Driving it in F122 is it takes a always while. interesting because yes. you kind of can just sit back at, as Max Verstappen hits 340 kilometers an hour on that straight um, with the impressive top speed of the Red Bull. Um, yeah, you'll you'll definitely see it be more Red Bull biased. Um, 57 laps, 5.42 kilometers per lap, 308.326 kilometers for the race. Max Verstappen holds the track record at 131.361. He's running faster than that right now in FP1. And the track was built last year. They've changed it up a little bit. I'm trying to see what they've done with it. They've added the real water. We got real water now. And real boats. Real boats. And there were real boats last year. They were just, like, propped yeah. up. But boats don't count as boats unless they're floating. So. Thank you. Those are those were just sculptures. So they're bringing in boats. I think they also redid the traction of the track, I'm pretty sure. They did. Yeah, they they re-asphalted it. They made the surface not evil. Instead of these yachts, though, they need to just have big pontoon boats. That's what I'm saying. What, like, what, actually what the American can't afford. Yeah. What, no, no, the real, the normal American can't afford this race. But what they, I mean, <laughs> they changed it in what the like the asphalt they were using in the car park for the Dolphin Stadium into actually making it like a racing track, which yeah. is good call. Yeah. So, I'm. Everyone said this was a bad race last year. I mean, yeah, I get it. It was. Mean, it was. I, I, I just wanted. We're Americans, man. We have to support America. No, I hated it. Uh, it was bad. They but can then go again, to Daytona. They changed a little bit of. I mean, it's still an interesting track since we've still not seen like what it's like fully capable of yet i feel like because it was again max like past oh and then one of the hosses just hit the wall sorry that appears to be nico hulkenberg i believe it is yep yeah it is nico yeah, hulkenberg just written they red flagged fp1 oh, so now i'm going off the split screen and ben can go back to his seat now but oh man yeah so this track's still an interesting one i mean again i think the biggest key is like if Red Bull does not start on first, how long can it be? Because yeah. that back straight and just the 
straight line speed of that Red Bull is yeah. still incredible. And these these long straights that also have DRS. Like, I'm also interested in how the Williams is going to do. Sorry to mm. cut you off, but Williams yeah, has had a higher top. Actually, three teams have had a higher top speed than the Red Bull, but it's just their cars just aren't as balanced. But Williams is definitely going to have a speed advantage down the straight. Well, this thing, this, um, well, this, <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to mention this on the F1 website. Why go? The Hard Rock Stadium knows how to put on a show. It has hosted six Super Bowls, two Baseball World Series, and numerous rock concerts. Um, the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami um, has once opened back in 20, um, I think it was, op- it opened back in, are they counting it as like the original like Hard Rock Stadium? Yeah, like, they they are they are the renovations completely changed it, but I mean oh, okay. it initially so, opened in the eighties, right? They kept the same location. Yeah, it's the same location. It's the same stadium. Where do they play for a year then? Uh, Miami. They, no, Miami uses that. Yeah, Miami yeah. used that. The Dolphins. The I Dolphins thought it was a separate. Move. I thought it was a separate stadium between Dolphin Stadium and the Hard Rock Stadium. No, right? Hard Rock is where the Dolphins have played since nineteen eighty. They must have just made incredible renovations to it. Then, yeah, like, they did. They, did they knocked the whole thing down. It. They didn't knock the whole thing down, but they essentially redid it from the outside in. So they started on the exterior and then built two new ramps and like a cover and all that. That's oh, not 20, really relevant. The twenty fifteen renovation. Yeah, the twenty fifteen was crazy. Yeah, uh, three. Um, dang, they did it for the 2014 Orange Bowl and was completed by 2015. Dang. So okay, so they are right. So I'm not. So I I was about to slay your F1. I apologize because I thought it was a whole new stadium. Yeah, Greg's about to ch- fact check the F1 website, but I'm, that didn't go well. It did not go well. They read their Wikipedia too. They read it too. So apologies to that. Yes, but it is an iconic location, even though it is technically really not in Miami. Yeah, it's not, and it's in a parking lot. So. Not exactly an iconic location, but it's in the parking lot of an iconic stadium it for cool. the Miami Dolphins. And it so, looks cool. And, hey, it's going to be on my home time zone. Exactly. It's going to be awesome. That I, must be nice. Yeah. So the we, Joe we Namath Grand Prix we, is going to be very we get, exciting. We get Austin. No, not Joe Namath. I get Austin. Yeah, it's the Joe Namath Grand Prix. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's Miami. No, it, that's – Joe Namath played for New York. He played for the Jets. He played for the Dolphins. Or he's working – Dan Marino. Dan, Dan Marino. Marino. Yes. Come no, on, but man. he's working – Dan Marino was the one who gave Joe the trophy Namath, last year. Joe Namath currently works at the Dolphins. Okay, but it's no, Joe Namath Grom. When people say Broadway Joe, they don't think of the Dolphins. No, they <laughs> think of the New York Jets. You're right. And and Bama. And, and Bama. Bama. But he's the last successful Bama quarterback. But yeah, the Dan so Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Bryce <laughs> but Young. the Dan Marino, Bryce Young, Joe <laughs> Namath Grand Prix. Unbelievable. Will be taking place on Sunday. It'll be from for people in the Eastern Time Zone, it will be at 3:30. For people in the Central Time Zone, it'll be at 2:30. Qualifying will be tomorrow. Here, I'll still be here, so I'm saying the time for this one. It'll be at three o'clock. Woo-hoo. So we finally get a normal race. Even this is the perfect time for racing. Either be this way or be late. Don't yeah, be early. I agree. Tired of the I'm early race. So sick of waking up at three in the morning to so watch. So get ready for qualify. Las Vegas. I think the start of the race starts at uh, 1 a.m. What? Yeah. Oh yeah, because they're in. Oh man, Vegas doesn't sleep, brother. And they also, right. they also, they'd be not, they'd be not smart to do a day race in Vegas. They no. make it the night race. They, but yeah, that, that's a whole that reason. Track there. would be terrible in the day. It'd just but be way too hot. When you're looking at this track, I mean, we obviously think Red Bull's like gonna be the dominant. But like, what other cars are we gonna be able to see that be dominant on this one? Like, Ferrari's still pretty good in the corners. Yeah, it's still like last year. I mean. I've still yet to really see what the strength of that Mercedes is. I mean, Aston Martin's been an all-around, like, solid car, doing everything kind of yeah. pretty above average, I'd say. Um, yeah, definitely keep a lookout for Aston Martin, um, Williams, and Haas. Um, I think the Ferrari power unit's done well for the Haas this year, um, except for when it struggled for grip, as we saw with Nico Hulkenberg's incident that has red-flagged the practice session, if you're just tuning in. Um, but, but, yeah, look out for those three. It's not a prediction, but watch for those. Yeah, watch for those guys: Williams, Haas, and Aston Martin. I would also throw in uh, something to look out for: is turns thirteen and fourteen. If you played the Formula One game, you'll know that those corners are absolutely terrible to drive with a controller. Also, imagine not fun. It's one of the hardest uh, turns in Formula One to make. Because was it you guys that told me this was tighter? No, no, Baku's tighter. Baku was the Baku's yeah. tighter. I think it was like what turn like six or something like that. Turn seven. Castle turn. Um, Yep. But that turn is so tight and it's so precise. I really want to see how the new asphalt uh, works with it and how much grip they can really find in those turns. Really, Hmm. all 
of sector two outside of the straight, just seeing what they can do from turns 11 to 16 with that new asphalt and if it'll help them or not. Yeah, I'm intrigued by that as well. I also want to see if they bring back the good like trophy presentation with something other than like the uh, Pirelli hats. Dude, you know, I they, see, they took away the cowboy hats last year. I want to see the car get lifted up onto the podium again. That was sick. That oh, was yeah, super know, cool. Yeah, that was awesome. When they put it on the elevator, and then as the car came out, like they were shooting uh, like pyrotechnics and whatnot. Yeah, I think that would be cool. I think they should give them like a flamingo hat. That would be really funny. Well, put it hey, like what? a Hawaiian shirt. Ooh, well, it's like not Noah Hawaiian is wearing right now. Huh? Like, like Noah is wearing. Uh, it's in theme. Noah looks like Some, a character out of Miami Vice at the moment. So, no, I don't, I don't have the like the I don't have like the pink suit jacket. That's, that's my true. Point. That's true. You look like you look like an extra on Miami Vice. The uh, something we forgot to touch on that I wanted to ask you guys about the media scrum thing. That oh happened yeah, at the, end of the Baku race. Oh little, yeah, little groovy action there. I'm very interested to see like if they implement some stuff going into the Miami Grand Prix. Like, I don't realize that. Why were they all, like, right there when the race is still going on? Okay, so I I have some insider information after listening to the Race F1 podcast, and basically one of their photographers said that at the end of the race, um, usually the photographers are released after the the first place finisher comes in. They set up the park Fermi barriers and then the photographers are released to take pictures of the cars. They come streaming down the pit lane, you know, with their victory in hand. But what they didn't realize, and I mean, I don't even know how they didn't realize this because if anyone that was paying attention knew that Esteban Alcon hadn't stopped. Like if y'all, y'all were watching it and you, you, you were just kind of shocked that these people were coming into the pits. Um, but I'm so surprised he went like, what, like, over 50 laps without stopping. Yeah, but the the stewards essentially are responsible for releasing them and they're they're a separate entity to the FIA outside of the race, but once the race happens, they are technically a part of the FIA, but the stewards were rele- released the photographers because they weren't paying attention. It was just a major oversight. Mm-hmm. And I mean, those guys were so close they could touch the car. I mean, it was it was almost a meat grinder scenario with a car coming down the pit lane at 60 miles an hour. Yeah, thank goodness he wasn't going full racing speed. Yeah, I know. Back in the 90s, that would have been seriously bad because those co- there wasn't a pit lane speed limit, and they could just go flat out until they got to their box. Yeah, so, some of these changes F1 makes are kind of smart now. I'm hearing about some of them. Yeah, I'm very glad that they, do- that they have a pit lane speed limit so that people don't get killed. Anyways. But, yeah, this is going to be interesting. I think the main thing we have to look out for this week, and let me look at the weather, Miami, before we get a break real quick. Yeah. Um, it's going to be hot and sunny, I think. I think so. So, Sunday it will be around 81 degrees. Uh, the high at race time around there will be around 80 degrees. It will be 20% chance of precipitation, so it's not going to be raining. Around 17-mile-an-hour wind. Since it, it is a parking lot, so it will be pretty open. I. It's going to be interesting to see what – I mean, 80 degrees, is that normal for F1? Like, I mean... What's the average temperature, really? Because they're always, like, saying everything's hot. Azerbaijan like, on Saturday was 80, and then on Sunday it was, like, I think the track temperature got all the way up to, like, 110. I, I mean, you can expect you can gonna, expect in Miami that it should be about that. Are we looking for a two- or three-stop, you think? Um, more likely than not, a two-stop for the people that start in the back, a three-stop maybe for the people that start in the front. I haven't really seen the deg. I'm not really sure because, you know, like I said, there's no reference point. The track surface was in awful condition last yeah. last year. And they repaved it. They repaved yeah, they have. But, yeah, that's Anything could happen. We could have a five-stop. We could Who knows? Anything. We could see a Lando Norris stop from back in Bahrain. But that is going to do it for this section of the show. When we come back, our last in-person segment of the 2022-2023 school year, we're going to be giving our predictions for the Miami Grand Prix. Last segment of the show coming right up. Do not go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back again. Um, We're back from our break on our final episode of the 2022-2023 school year. Um, It's been a blast, guys. I do want to. I want to start. We'll save it for the end. No, we'll save that for the end. Save that for the end. But yeah, it's it's been a really fun episode so far, Um, and we're just gonna 
Get, Are we going to get right into our predictions? We're going to get right into our predictions. Again, okay. we have to reiterate one more time. We're going to be live on our YouTube this summer on Sundays right now is what we're going to say. Follow the Twitter if you feel so inclined at SMOP Podcast. Links will be in the description for the podcast as well as the YouTube for Weagle will be in the description. And then we'll re-upload it back here for our same time. So this, this summer we won't be live on the radio waves like we are right now. That'll be a pre-recording, but we will be live on the Weagle YouTube. But let's get right into it. Yeah. Our predictions for the 2023 Crypto.com Miami Grand Prix. So let's start it off with what we th- who we think will win poll. They're still racing right now. They had the red flag at Max Verstappen is currently in the lead, followed by Nico Hulkenberg and Sergio <sighs> Perez. So that let's start off. Well let's Hulkenberg. start off with Ben. Who is grabbing pole this weekend in Miami? Um, my natural choice is going to be Max Verstappen, unless we see something very fluky. Um, I think it's it's pretty secure. Noah, you know. This circuit kind of has the characteristics of a street circuit. So I'm going to go with Sergio Perez. Mm. I feel like you'd be safer going with Leclerc. But that's my opinion. I want to have... You want to have something. I want to have the drama that Griggs has drummed up all podcast. All podcast? What are you talking about? One segment. Just just in the second segment. Yeah. Um, That's pretty much the whole thing. (sighs) I mean, my gut wants to tell me Verstappen. Something about I don't know what is telling. I know my brain's telling me Verstappen. Something about my gut's saying Charles Leclerc, but I don't know. I'm gonna go with Verstappen. Just the way he's racing right now. I mean, he's the second up on Nico Hulkenberg of all people. Um, yeah, but, that ended well for him. Yeah, like I said. Um, but I think Max will be able to do. I mean, he knows what's at stake, especially with now he's got some competition with his teammate. So he just want to put himself in a position where he's gonna have to le- listen to team orders, even though he probably won't. But I'm gonna go with Max. All right, let's go with a, we think, a normal prediction for the race. Then we'll get into the crazy prediction. Mm, normal race so, prediction? So not like a non, non-podium non race prediction that's not like the crazy prediction yet. Okay, I think um, Williams is going to have the highest top speed. Mm. I feel like that's pretty normal. It's Noah. a little out there. Though. Noah? Um, oh, God, give me three DNFs. Okay. I feel like that's a good number. Um, what am I going to say? Um, no, nah, that would be a crazy one if I said that. I'm not going to say that one for now. Um, yeah, um, I think at least one McLaren's going to finish in the points. Okay. That's not crazy. That's not – this is a normal prediction. I mean, Landon was doing pretty good last year until he was the only one that, like, crashed out, but – yeah. That was unfortunate. I'm going to go with, yeah, someone for McLaren scoring points, probably going to be Lando. Okay. All right, but our crazy prediction time. Ben, let's hear it. Um, hmm, crazy prediction. I, I have a feeling Logan Sargent's going to get eighth. Ooh. Three points for Williams. Interesting. They will jump from zero to three. Oh, no, no. I see what's on your computer one to right now. What's, what's the prediction? I really wish we had this sound effect. During the pre-show, there is going pre-show to be at least one man interviewed, and it's the man that likes to say, another one. There's call- going to be another one. <laughs> gonna, they're going to interview him again? They've already featured him in like the exactly. hype <laughs> They're going to do it again. <laughs> another you know one. Who the other Miami. Person, you know who the other person is they're going to interview during the pre-show? Who? Lewis Hamilton's dog. Mr. 305. Okay. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Pitbull. <laughs> Did they interview him last year? I, I don't think that. so, but they really need to because he is Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305, and he owns a NASCAR team now. That is ridiculous. I forgot about that. Oh, man. Of all the crazy NASCAR sponsorships and owners, I think Pitbull may take the cake. It's Pitbull and Michael Jordan, maybe. That's the two. <laughs> I think maybe Dogecoin also right, is up there. Ready for me to blow you guys' minds? Do it. Stroll's finishing ahead of Alonzo. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, he's going to win. No, <laughs> Something about my brain. It's just Fernando's has had too much success, and we've yet to see Lance in this same car do something super impressive, like besides fourth place. Even Daddy's money cool. versus Chad Lonzo. I mean, Taylor Swift might be that race. She might throw Ooh, Fernando dude. off. Dude, you know what? I've got another one. I've got another one. Taylor Swift will be at the race. Ooh, That's not a crazy prediction, though. I, I mean, it might be. Cause Cause, I mean, I think she, her concert's in Nashville tonight. Oh, yeah, never mind. That's tonight, though. 
Oh, okay. Right? If it's a two night like it was, it's Atlanta, not like what Noah no said chance. last week, where he where she flies to Baku from Atlanta. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, there have been rumors swirling around that Fernando Alonso, F1 driver, is dating superstar singer Taylor Swift. How old is Taylor Swift? Um, she's in her thirties. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> she's thirty three. Noah's Fern- Noah's got. Noah's on deck if Fernando doesn't work out. And Fernando's 41. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's not that bad. She's dated mostly guys that are 15 years older than her, so I feel like that's a pretty good improvement. All right, we're getting out of hand. All right, podium prediction, Ben, go. Uh, podium prediction, P3. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go Alonzo Perez Verstappen. I, I, I want it. I'd like it. I'd love to see it. We'll see. All right, Noah. I predict you're going to see it, Ben. We're going to have Charles Leclerc. Max Verstappen and in P1, we're going to have Sergio Perez. Whoa. You don't think Verstappen's going to get him on the first lap even it's, if he gets pole? It's too much like a street circuit. I, I believe the king of street circuits has got it. It's too much like a street circuit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg. All right. Check OP3. Okay. Leclerc P2 for Stephen P1. Okay. Ooh. Man, okay, we have, we have, I mean, mine was the most bland one out of all of them. I mean, didn't I'm happen usually last the week. one with the crazy predictions, but you know what? I think you're going to be right. You've not hit one of your crazy predictions yet this year. I have, though. Okay. Not He's him. What do you mean this year? Yes, I have. This season. This F1 2023 season. Okay, we're at race five. Yeah, I was, I've gotten one already. I was, 17 score points I was in Bahrain. At, I'm a I was genius. at 80% of predictions last year and, and feels, i also am still inflated. dominating f1 fantasy that, so i've not even checked that in a minute I i'm still dominating the fantasy league hold on we're checking the fantasy before before we go our final goodbyes but while i'm looking up the f1 uh fantasy stuff we want to thank really everyone for tuning in with us this year it's been a crazy ride we started in august late august or actually we started the first week of september i believe am i correct ben yeah we started the first week of september so our first ever show was on uh, the September 2nd. We called it our first show. Since then, we've done, I believe, twenty. this will be the 27th show. And in this time, we've had unbelievable success. We've been the most streamed show on Weagle this year, I think, besides most streamed sports show, I'd say. Yes, by a long we are the most streamed. And most streamed, show. I think, new show as well. So this year, we've been, on this date, May 5th, 2023, since September 2nd uh, of September, we've had 700 and 54 downloads. That is incredible. 754 yes. downloads for across all our episodes. That's yeah. unbelievable. Unheard of. 24 states, so we are almost halfway through all these states in the United States, as Ben shows me his F1 yeah. 23 team. And I'm he, up by 160 fantasy points right now. Uh, yes, I'm in fourth right now. My Ooh. friend my friend Chris is in third. Blake from the Blake Young from our uh, group chats. In He's second. a driver, isn't he? He does something with that, yeah. And then, <laughs> that's funny. Um uh, my friend Joey's in ninth. Um, no, which one was yours again? Uh, something about George Jones, I think. George Jones. I could figure it out. Give me a sec. Um, the Goofy Goober. No, that's no. Not me. He's a dinosaur by Hank Williams. There, He's there in tenth. Oh Jesus! <laughs> but yeah, tenth out of thirteen. But yeah, seven hundred fifty-four <laughs> downloads, twenty-four states. So we're almost at halfway through all the states, and this is the crazy one: twenty-seven different countries. Wow, twenty-seven different countries with our oh. main besides the united states listeners coming from the uk so shout out to everyone over in the uk yeah huge thank you to all of our international listeners um if you don't understand it's crazy that people are just listening to us like that yeah you guys just find us because i add like a bunch of search topics for this podcast to come up but yeah let's go through we have a couple more minutes because i don't think anyone's behind us but yeah. let's go through what's our everyone's favorite moment from the show this year we'll start off with ben oh man mine was definitely the late night episode after we uh uh, I finished attending a Auburn basketball game. I, I think y'all well. were all there. Um, it was just fun. The vibes were good. We were just kind of all over the place, and it was it was good in a hectic kind of way. And I, I honestly, I love the I love our whole format. We're yeah. just super laid back. It's yeah. great. It's no. been awesome. No, what about you, man? I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. This whole thing been a blur because we've just been having too much fun, bro. Really <laughs> For real, Fridays go so quick. It's been a good time. Um, for me. Actually, no, I think my favorite part is that me and Ben have continuously thought this podcast started at 2 o'clock instead <laughs> of 1. That's going to be a problem if we think, it's gonna be a problem this summer if we think that. We showed up at 1 thinking we were early. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where are you guys? Um, my favorite part is, again, I'm just still new-ish to Formula 1. I've got a full season under my belt now, but this has been a blast. I've had a, 
absolute joy doing this podcast this year with y'all. It came came out of idea me and Ben, and had talked about it for a little bit after I told him I was in Weagle when we did RUF together when I first met him. Yeah, and then Noah, me talked about because he was talking about Formula One on the Eagles Nest, my other show that came about. So glad we've done it. I'm gonna continue doing the, the summer again. All the links and stuff will be in our uh, description. My favorite part though. I don't know. Me and when me and you weren't here though for a little bit, but me and Ben, oh. me and Noah were cooking on that U.S. Grand Prix predictions. Was we that, were given all the predictions. Was you, that one I was out with the spleen? Or your no? I think it was canoe canoeing. Maybe. Oh yeah, I was on the kayaking trip. That was that awesome. Was, that was fun. Then again, the late night show was a blast. And then we want to thank all our guests who's come on this year. I know we're going a little late, but no one's after, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. Uh. Jack Laws. Uh. Joe Bellardo. Joey Ferrara. Um. Whole lot of J's. Whole whole lot of J's. Uh, Ansley, Ansley, Liz. Tanner, Liz, Margo, Jordan. Uh, we want to thank all of them for coming on. It's been a blast. Uh, Alex came on for a little bit. Daniel came on for a little bit once. Yeah, I think Logan should, came on for a little bit. Logan. We're gonna have a lot of guests. We we appreciate that yeah. for everyone just giving us a chance. Thank you again for everyone listening right now for giving us a chance this semester too. We're gonna be back and better than ever when we get back in person this uh, fall. But for the summer, we're still gonna have some fun. But with that, yeah. That'll come to a close for our first full school year of the Smooth Outburst podcast. Love you guys. It's been great. Love you Love our listeners. Love the best. Ben and Noah. But for one final time, this has been Smooth Outburst. If you missed any of today's show, that's the wrong comeback. Oh, yeah, yeah. My bad. My bad. But just do it. Just do it without but, the sound. Yeah, do it without the sound. No sound for this one. We'll just go to the, the end. We'll do but a hard cut. We'll do, yes, we'll do it live. But for one final time, if you missed any, <laughs> if you missed any of today's show, you can check it out on your favorite podcast platform wherever you get that. All the links for our summer info will be in the bio of the episode, the description. So it'll be for our YouTube, uh, for the YouTube for Weagle and our po- uh, podcast Twitter, SMOP Podcast, if you feel so inclined. But for one final time, for Ben McClurkin, Noah Phillips, I'm Griggs Blankenberg. This has been Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Have a great summer, everyone. Stay tuned in with us. Stay connected with us. And for one final time, War Eagle. That's all we have today for Smooth Operators, Weagle's exclusive F1 show. In case you missed some of the show or just want to relive all your favorite parts, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Till next time, this has been the smoothest operators of Weagle 91.1 FM.